bombshell report out of Texas. Crime is now illegal. Everybody, this is bra- this is this is one of the biggest reports I've gotten all year. This is one of this is a this is a journalistic miracle. Crime is Ill- illegal. Illegal in Texas. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Republicans are actually punishing. It's a Christmas miracle. Punishing crimes. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> Hello, everybody. How are we doing? Happy Thursday. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am Sam Mealy. My name is Hunter Young. And we are the, the Sons, Sons of, of Liberty. Liberty. Oh, yeah. Liberty, got, Liberty. Liberty, Liberty. Not sponsored. Got, not, not a sponsor. We got to get into this. Uh, we got to get into this topic today. The U.S. border crisis. This is this is an issue. This is a huge issue. I mean, we've hearing, we're hearing a lot of differing opinions on this. Uh, left, right, whatever you want, whatever whatever you want to break down there. It's it's a very hot button issue, and there's a lot of misleading statistics. There's a lot of accurate statistics out there. So Hunter and I, we we did a bunch of research. We went right to the source. We're trying to get the the new, the correct, accurate information for you guys to break down the U.S. southern border crisis. We're going to be comparing the Trump administration to the Biden administration. We're going to be talking about who's doing it, who's doing it, and why. All the different specifics we're getting into it. I mean, look at all of our notes we got today. We're war feeling room prepared. in here. War we're room f- in here. We're ready. War room. Let's go. We're breaking this and down piece by piece. So buckle up. Here's the thing, too: is this can be a uniting issue for conservatives. They say that conservatives are don't have popular views, but. This is a popular view. Securing the border is probably the most popular view. Yeah, because it affects there. it affects Americans so much, even when they don't even realize it. Even in the northern states, I mean, we're we're up here in New England, yeah. and we're feeling it with certain issues that we're actually going to get into uh, on part two. We're going to talk about crisis. the effects so right more. now. You're watching part one, and uh, part two will be coming out on our next podcast, and we're going to actually be get that podcast will be getting into how it's affecting you, the American, the spe- the New England. Uh, those in the states will be reacting to some pretty interesting videos uh, that break that down. But right now, we're going to be talking about the issue on the border. We're going to stay there. We might we might jump over into Mexico a little bit. We might swim over to China to talk about the fentanyl crisis and how it's actually coming from there. But right now, we're going to stay we're going to stay right here on the border and break down some of those some of those statistics. So we have to first of all address. We have to call it what it is. We have to call this. Not a immigration crisis because that calls these illegal aliens immigrants when they're not. Immigrants are people who came here legally. Uh, my family, I'm, I'm, I came from immigrants because we came here legally over a hundred years ago. These people are border jumpers. They are, they are cheaters. They are illegal aliens. And I, I'm done giving grace to these people. Like I understand everyone has hard situations. I understand the. Uh, uh, there's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of danger going on. There's a ton of dangerous situations going on down south, like in South America and Central America, that is pushing a lot of people up to the border because they want peace and everything. But like, it's just not how it works. Like, you're born where you were born. Reform your own country. Like, especially if you're the church in those countries, please don't encourage people to just flee to America because you're destroying the beacon of light that is America. So reform your own nation and let us reform ours. So that would be my plea to the churches. <laughs> Of those um, nations who are, I'm, I'm sure they're struggling, but that I'd say that's that's um, that's your call to action here. 
But first, we have to recognize this as an invasion. It, it's with million. We have millions of people pouring across our southern border. It is an invasion. I mean, in the Biden administration and the rest of the government, with it, you know, it has these. It has failed disastrously on actually addressing the issue, whether intentionally or not, we don't know. The mainstream media has not helped at all. They have largely shoved this issue under the rug without reporting on it. They have. They have to now. They have to now. Uh, but. Man, we're going to be getting into a lot of 2021 statistics. And back then, the beginning of the Biden administration, literally, basically nothing was actually coming from them. This, um, we have, we're going to be addressing how this is hurting the average American and how did we get here? And how did we get to that place where it could be hurting the average American? This, this awful, it's not helping the average American, but it is helping the elites that are profiting off this broken system. So in 2022, which is the last fiscal year, there was about 2.1 or so million apprehensions at the border. And the number was, uh, this number is more than double the amount in 2019 and, uh, and 2020. So let's get into these statistics here. I got to pull this up. I feel a little like Patrick Bet David right now. Do you, do you ever, like, he goes through and he's like, so, mm. And he just breaks down these statistics, and he got his guys around him. It's I, I I'm your like guy. It. I'm your guy. You're my guy, dude. I'm here. Okay, so basically, how many are crossing the border? So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start in 2019, bring us up to fiscal year 2023, and the fiscal year is just starting October 1st, ending September 30th. So 2019, there was 850,000 um, apprehensions at the southern border. 2020, there was 400,000 apprehensions at the southern border. 2021, there was a huge spike after Biden took office with 1.6 million apprehensions at the southern border. 2022 went up to 2.2 uh, million apprehensions at the southern border. And now in 2023, to date, the, this fiscal year has been 2,045,000 uh, 2, apprehensions at the southern border. So you might be asking, well, why did it jump from 2020 to 2021 well actually the better question is why did it why was it so high in 2019 dropped in 2020 and then spiked again in 2021 so basically when it comes to 2019 i actually i'm not entirely certain the, the number that i gave here of 860,000 in 20 uh, in 2019 that's a conservative estimate i didn't add people who uh, are known the, the illegals that are known as indismissibles, which are basically people who come to the legal ports of entry and then they have a background checked on on them. They realize they are not they, they cannot be let into the country. So they're sent home. Basically, that's that's an indismissible. I didn't add those because I gave I just gave those people the benefit of the doubt uh, that they were coming for the right reasons. Obviously, that wasn't everybody because a lot of people go to legal port of entries because they know they're going to be processed and then released into the United States with a court date in like three months or whatever that they rarely show up to. But in any case, I gave them the benefit of the doubt here. We have. So anyways, to answer the question that I posed, why did it jump like three times in the past few years? So 2019, we had, I would say, uh, just under a million and <clears throat> So it was, I don't know why it was so high in 2019. I wasn't able to find that reason or a theory or whatever, because I was really just looking on the statistics. But the reason the job dropped in 2020 was because something called Title 42 was instituted under the Trump administration in March of 2020, which basically meant that for a time, uh, the Border Patrol would be allowed to deport 
all like legally allowed to deport ev- any anyone and everyone that was caught yeah. who was caught coming across the border who was apprehended uh, and 66% of people under the Trump administration under title 42 that were caught were sent back it's only 66% it dropped to 54% because title 42 uh, stayed in effect until 20 until May 11th of 20, 2023 because it's a judge struck it down right yes okay so that was and the, under the Biden administration only 54% were actually deported under title 42 so that was the drop that's why it went down to 400,000 in 2020 uh, I'm sorry if you're getting lost in the numbers here I'm just trying to be as concise as possible because we want this to be a breakdown um, I wonder if we can actually share our notes on, we can attach the notes to the YouTube channel. Maybe we'll put it in the description. We'll talk about that. I don't know. But basically we had 400,000 2020 under title 42 because we were st- trying to stop the spread of COVID-19. I really think at its base, Trump just took the opportunity. to just like, oh, sweet. We can deport as many people as possible. But I don't know. He did seem, he did kind of lean into the scare of COVID-19 because, you know, everyone did. We had no idea what was going on. I think Trump also didn't really know what was going on at first, especially in March when he enacted it. Uh, but I do admire that he did it so quickly back when we didn't really know what was going on with COVID-19, uh, you know, with the travel ban on China every, and, and everything else. But anyways, after Trump was taken out of the White House, Biden was in the White House, it jumped from 400,000, like I said, to 1.65 million. And I think this, this is obviously a testament that this isn't an issue of law. This is an issue of of Congress, or else the numbers would be pretty consistent. This is an issue of the executive branch enforcing the law. Under the Constitution, that's the role of the executive branch, is to enforce the law. And with this, you can clearly see that the Biden administration is failing to enforce the laws that are already on the books. And he's asking, Congress needs to do something about this. You're an idiot. Yeah, it's it's his job. Yeah. Excuse me. And Congress already did do something about this. Back in the 70s or 80s, I can't remember which, Title VIII was passed by Congress and signed into law. So Title, which basically Title VIII has been our immigration policy for decades, and it still is. It, all the way through, um, all the way th- through the COVID issue. Even it was in it was law simultaneous with Title 42. So the statistics that I'm pulling from, I'm actually combining the apprehensions under Title 42 at the southern border and the apprehensions under Title 8 at the southern border. So Title 8 is like the more common immigration policies. I mean, you were naming them earlier. What were some yeah. of the the things of Title 8? Well, that's basically simply it had, it's, it's law. It's very so basic it's, it's, immigration it's policy. It's complicated, that we've but all it basically is saying that anyone that's caught that is caught in between the points of entry that don't come in to um, the customs and border security. Legally. They can yeah. just be sent out. Be sent away. That's it. Yeah. So that's law on the books, but Biden is choosing not to enforce it. Right. It's not that we have bad immigration policy. I mean, there, you, you, we can argue semantics, but we're not enforcing it. Yeah. And when the and according to the Constitution, correct me if I'm wrong, we're trying to be very constitutionally accurate on this podcast. According to the Constitution, if the executive branch fails in its duties on the federal level fails in its duties to protect the domestic uh, tranquility then or the protect the general welfare then the states can override the federal government and do it themselves am i am i wrong that's pretty much accurate i mean it's assumed it's assumed it's assumed yeah because the states will do the job that the federal government can't it's the job of the federal government when a when a state is invaded it's the job of every other state 
to help. To help. Yeah. And the job of the federal government to unite them and send the military and everything. But they're not doing that. Yeah. And these states, Texas and Arizona and New Mexico and California, although New Mexico and California are ops and don't care, <laughs> it's our job as the other states to protect them. And that would be my proposal, and we'll get into that later, about how we actually solve this issue. And I think we get so caught up in, oh, the legal theory and the precedent, and we're just so smart. We have our law degrees. We went, we're lawyers. We spent 800000 for 10 years to go to college and study these things. Yet, <laughs> it's common sense. Yes. It's common sense. If someone's coming in illegally, send them away. Yeah. Like you, you don't know the culture. I mean, it's the the idea. It's it's based on a Marxist idea that all cultures are equal. Yeah. All cultures are made equal. No, no it's borders. Not. Yeah. Like it, they, it's this globalist culture, Marxist idea of no borders, like you just said. And I mean, Charlie Kirk has a great quote that he says, uh, "Borders are where good ideas end and bad ideas begin." Yeah. So it's like it's a differentiation between cultures because not all cultures are made equal. Some are better than others. Yeah. All races are made equal. Yes, all people, yes, equal in the sight of God, equal in value. But cultures, that's different. That is different. And the cultures are not made equal. I'm just going to have a question. Borders differentiate that. This is going to be controversial. All right. But Hit me. Why are white people the only people who aren't allowed to have their own country? Look at South America. Look at the Middle East. Look at Africa. They're majority black countries, they're majority Latino countries, they're majority whatever country. Why is America the only country that's bad for being majority white? Hmm. You look at Scandinavia, we always look at, we always say Norway, Sweden, those are majority white countries. And we're the ones, those are the ones we always look to that say are doing a great job. Well, I mean, in this country, predominantly, this country is predominantly championed by cultural marxism and the cultural marxism of today says that white people are a cancer and that when we get rid of god the original sin of our society is now the being white or being or not being a minority yeah because we are an oppressor and, and why we can is do it, nothing about it why is it wrong to be proud of white culture why is it wrong why to be proud of any culture of any culture it's not white culture. i mean it's we're a european anglo-saxon culture that's what america was was founded off so why is that wrong to be to uphold that and say we want to keep the culture that we've had. Why is that wrong? I don't know. I'm not saying it's, it's not about my wife. Well, I don't think it's helpful to be proud necessarily in any culture. It's pr because under Christ, we are all the same. Under Christ, there, there are sheeps and there are goats. Under Christ, you know, there are, yeah. there are, there are his children and, those, and then there's the chaff that is blown, that is, that is thrown into the fire. Like that, at the end of the day, those, that is the differentiation that matters. And we're not making that differentiation. We're judged by a higher power. We're not judging each other in, the, in eternity. <laughs> like, no, I'm just saying by their standard, by the left's standard. Sure, by the left they standard. They attack white people and they attack yeah. everything that they stand for or have stood for and like the governments that our countries have built. And I'm not making it about white versus black or I'm not trying to feed into the race war yeah, we're it's just not about a race war we're just stepping into the game for a moment that the left has been playing yeah. for 60 years right where it's all about race because the yeah. left <laughs> the left is the most racist group of people there is today right because it's all about race and they can't get off that yeah. so we're simply stepping into the game for a moment and saying well if okay if you can be proud of your culture why can't we we be proud of our culture not that we need to be or that we should be proud of yeah. our skin color i think that's stupid no it is stupid it's totally stupid yeah but to, but we're simply saying that, hey, if you can be 
overly proud of yours. Why can't we be overly proud of ours? But the answer that the left would say is because, well, you're evil. You're an oppressor because you're white. Yeah, no, and that's not true. And I reject that. And, I reject that. and it always yeah. changes. I mean, like 10 minutes ago, like before October 7th and the tragedy in Israel of what Hamas did to Israel, that was the truth for, for Jewish people. It was like Jewish people were a viewed even by the left as like a oppressed minority that had to be protected. Now the Jewish people are the enemies. Yeah. Like what happened? So that can tell you how quick the left will turn on you. Yeah. Like you're never safe. Though The left eats their own. You're never safe. Yeah. And I'm not saying I want... I'm like afraid of Mexicans or afraid of whoever. Like I'm not saying I have a problem with America not being a white country. My point is that I just want. I but the Western yeah. values. The Western values. That's my, yeah, that's my I don't, point. I don't care the color. I yeah. just want. Are these people American? Are these people? Do these people hold to American virtues and values? Yeah, because that's most of these sh- people coming from these countries, they don't come from Western countries. And that's what I'm saying. It shouldn't be wrong for us to want the people who are coming into our country to have Western values. Yes, Why assimilation. Would that- it's yeah. assimilation. And that's and that's not wrong. No. And, and look at the people who have assimilated, the cultures who have assimilated. Indians. Indians are thriving in America. Yeah. Look at—I mean, they're, they're working hard. They work long hours, and— they're studs. Yeah. Look at Vivek Ramaswamy, a good example. Yeah. And the Jews are a great example. That work, hard work, family, mm-hmm. Asians. Great culture. Great yeah. culture. And even the, the Mexicans that are here are yeah. the hardest workers you'll ever see. Yeah. And again, it's not about race. It's, it's about it's culture. It's about culture. And it's about culture. people yeah. who chose to assimilate to the Western way of life based on Christianity, based off of the principle, if you don't work, neither should you eat. And that's what we have in, in that we reject socialism in America. And we reject those ideas, the South American countries that were have had socialist revolutions and Marxist revolutions and Cuban Marxist revolutions. We reject that. And, and the left, the problem is it's not about the left doesn't really hate white people as much as they hate the idea of they hate structure. They hate order. They yeah. hate um, the way things are. They want to always change everything. And. Under Christianity, under conservatism, Christ conservatism, con- there are things that we need to conserve, and they don't want to conserve yeah. anything. Yeah. And so that's my point. I got a l- on a little bit of a. I'm not, it's no, not it's, about. It's good to yeah. talk about. It's good yeah. to talk. It's good to explain uh, assimilation versus just whoever wants to come can join us in America because we're a utopia. Like America is not a utopia. Right. We have to work really, really hard to conserve the good we have and the good we're losing because of all of these people that are coming here that don't share our Western virtue. So, And if you're – don't clip me. Don't clip me on saying white the white people thing, please. <laughs> please don't clip me. Media yeah. Matters. Do you think Media Matters even cares about us yet? No. Maybe we're getting I'll look it. back at this one day and be like, he's a white nationalist. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh! I so, am. My worldview allows me to love people equally. Yeah, because I'm a crazy Christian. Thought. Crazy. So your worldview doesn't allow for that. Your your worldview is. Your worldview um, has to judge people based on their uh, external circumstances that they cannot change. Christians get to judge people on the content of their character. Amen. So and their value. We we yeah and their value. So basically. We've gotten to who, how many people are crossing the border. So millions. Okay, I, I would say calculate, man, like six, seven, eight million. Mm. A lot of people. In the last four years. In the last four years. Yes, insane. Okay. And even before that, it was about half a million every year through the Obama administration. Um, the Obamination. The Obamination. 
I've never heard that before. <laughs> that is funny. So, and I do want I do want to know in the year 2021, which had uh, 1.5 million apprehensions, about a quarter of those apprehensions in the fiscal year of 2020 and 2021 were actually repeat crossers. So, while in fiscal year 2019, the repeat percentage was only about seven uh, percent. Wow. So um, that's big. Yeah. So. Yeah, so 25% were repeat crossers, and it was, but before that, it was 7%. And I would say this is likely due to the fact that under Title 42, which was enacted by the Trump administration, a larger amount of illegals were being deported amid the COVID 19 scare. So they'd be deported and then try to come back, essentially. So that's why now, and even among under Title 42, which the, you know, the Biden administration forced more loosely, but they still enforced it. The, um, Basically, they would be sent back under the Biden administration, and then they try to cross again. But before, they they weren't needing to cross again because they weren't being deported. So, uh, Title Forty Two, you could you could based on the statistics, you could arguably say that more people have been, um, I would, more people have been sent back under Title Forty Two under the Biden administration. Be, but that's only because Biden let them across in the first place. Right. Only be, let them across the first Because, like I, I brought up the other statistics that I don't need to get into. I'm just repeating myself at this point. But uh, uh, I just I thought that would be I thought that's important to know that it's not 1.5 million people, but it's there are some about a quarter of repeat crossers. Mm-hmm. But that does come in, that does bring raise the question: Why? Are they drug trafficking? Are they sex trafficking? Are they just taking a stroll in the morning across the border? Like, are we that laxed at this point? We, we don't know because we know there are thousands and thousands of unaccompanied minors, which we'll get into some insanely sad statistics that are just being walking across the border and then being sent off to uh, that are being sent off to, you know, quote, relatives other other places. In the and country. you have people that are working here illegally and going back and forth, living yeah. like making a bunch of money here and, and then, living like yeah. kings in Mexico. Yeah, it's pretty so. incredible. So basically, what countries are they coming from? 37% in 2021, 37% of the 1.6 million were from Mexico. 19% were from Honduras. Uh, 17% was from Guatemala. 6% from El Salvador. And then like 95,000 people were from Ecuador. 56,000 people came from Brazil. 49,000 came from Nicaragua. 47,000 came from Venezuela, 45,000 came from Haiti, and then actually, funny enough, and 38,000 came from Cuba, and actually 4,000 people came from Romania, with like uh, 1,300 people coming from Turkey, too. <laughs> so like, from all over the place. And these, about, do you have any statistics on the Middle East? No, I don't. Okay. Uh, and I know, I've heard, I don't have statistics on China or the Middle East, but I do know that there, there are Chinese citizens coming across the border. I don't know exactly uh, how, but this begs the question, all right, well, who is bringing these people across the border? Okay, so we've got, we've, we've covered how many are crossing, what countries are they coming from, so mostly Mexico, but other countries are getting, like, it's called the Northern Triangle, uh, Honduras, El Salvador, and Guatemala, those are increasing. Now, who is bringing them? Well, the popular answer is the cartels. Is that a conspiracy theory? Is that a far right wing, uh, anti-Semitic, racist, homophobic, xenophobic, all the phobics conspiracy theory? No, it is actually completely true. And the congressional, well, what, what was this called here? Oh, I gotta, I gotta figure this out here. Give me a moment. There was a panel under uh, Congress that was investigating 
uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, who's this, I believe, the United States Secretary of State. So it's his job to basically manage the border. And he's been failing. And so they had they had some interviews with a uh, a then Border Patrol chief of the San Diego, San Diego sector. His name was Aaron Heinke. Heitke. Apologies if I'm mispronouncing his name. He testified. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read directly from the Daily Caller, who actually had an article here. So I'm going to read some excerpts, and then after we'll break this down. But this is really, I didn't want to just like copy and paste. I'm just reading directly from the Daily Caller because this is good stuff. Mm-hmm. Proving that the under, uh, under oath in Congress that the cartels are actually making money, like a, making bank off of these it's they're running it like a like a business making bank off of all this illegal immigration into america quote the then uh, border patrol chief of the san diego sector testified earlier this year that the cartels in mexico have a well-organized business model that is making them immense profits from surging illegal immigration according to a transcript of closed door testimony exclusively obtained by the daily caller news foundation then san diego sector chief aaron heitke who has since retired, told the committee on May 9th of 2023 that the cartels in Mexico charged illegal migrants, listen to this, $8,000 up to $20,000 depending on points of crossing. So they were charging eight to $20,000 per migrant. Uh, these encounters are a cash cow for cartels, Heitke said. Quote, it's a business model that they use. The price tag on migrant crossings varies depending on whether it is done by land, water, or with a large group numbering hundreds of individuals. So on land right now to cross on our 60 miles of land border, an average, on average, it costs about $8,000 per person, adding that it can cost up to $12,000 per person to cross by land. And on the water, it's generally between $12,000 and $20,000 per person. So this was done by the House Homeland Committee Chairman, Mark Green, who has been investigating the Department of Homeland Security, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, accusing him of being derelict in his duty in handling the border crisis. And then this is Mark Green commenting on Alejandro Mayorkas, then we'll get into, then we'll have some commentary after this. Quote, thanks to Secretary Mayorkas's policies, criminal cartels now exercised unprecedented control of the southwest border. They have taken advantage of his refusal to enforce the immigration laws passed by Congress, strategically overwhelming Border Patrol agents with illegal crossings in one area so they can push record numbers of people and deadly drugs across in another. He said this in a statement to the DCNF Monday. So that is a bombshell. The cartels are making hundreds of thousands, if not hundreds of millions of dollars because think of all these millions and then times that by eight or twelve thousand like these statistics he was saying this is under this is this is under oath this is to the house homeland committee the the, the oversight committee yeah and it's not every single person who is like the car not every single person comes from the cartel for sure no but a large majority they're making millions they're making hundreds of millions yeah i would say that's that is my that based based on my quick head map like that is just that's what i think they are making a ton of money. And there's a documentary that Turning Point USA put out uh, called, oh man, what is it? I can't remember exactly what it's called. Um, if I can remember, I'll put it up on the screen here. But it's they're talking about the border. And it's it's bombshell. It's crazy. Highly recommend it. You can... Uh, and you look, yeah, you look yeah. at this. So the docu-series or whatever. The U.S. is based by not having a strong border. We're indirectly fun, funding the cartels yeah. that kill 
tens of thousands of Americans by peddling fentanyl into the country. About 100,000 a year. Yeah. Die from fentanyl overdose. So that's what we're doing. America. That's what we're doing. We're, this isn't just a, oh, we're protecting asylum seekers. Oh, we're, we're protecting, let's care about the people that are there. No. These people, not all of them, but these people are evil. And they have, they're out for blood. They're out for money. And they'd love to see Biden win an election again in 2024. Yeah, because they, they know that if Trump gets in there, he's going to wipe them out. Yeah. And yeah. this is what we're looking at right now. And, and we're looking at, we're basically funding just the way we funded Iran to be able to enable Hamas to do the attacks that they were able to do. We're also funding the cartels indirectly, indirectly yeah. by not enforcing the laws at the border. It's it's wild. It is wild. I, yeah. I don't I don't understand, Hunter. Like, why? Why can we not do something about this? It's like the, the voice of the people is so clear. The, the, the disconnect between the people and their elites in America, between the, 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 the people and the ruling class is so stark, yet there's no, there's no change. Let me just say, this like, is why we need to go back to our principles. We have the Second Amendment for a reason. It talks about organized militias. How powerful would it be if an organized militia of thousands of patriotic Americans went down there and said, No, we're not no, letting you cross. This is our country. Yeah. This is America. And they would say, Oh, there's no there's no legal precedent for that. You can't do that. <laughs> I don't care about your legal precedent. Let's be honest. I care about my country. Yeah. And I care about what's happening. I and care I about care my about my constitution, which is the supreme law of the land. Yeah. And that document says that my Second Amendment cannot be infringed. My Second Amendment rights. Yeah. And how powerful would that be if there's thousands of Americans with guns at the border? Yeah. And how about we? How about conservative business owners pay them to go down there? The cartels are paying people to, or uh, foreign nations are paying people to come up here yeah. from the Middle East. So why don't we do that? Why don't we put our money where our mouth is, American patriots and? Yeah. Do it. We're not encouraging violence. We're simply encouraging Americans to step up and fulfill their citizen, their duties as citizens. The Declaration yeah. of Independence says that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of the ends of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, it is the not only the uh, not only the right but the obligation of the citizen to quote alter or to abolish and to institute new government. That. That was the call of Thomas Jefferson in the Declaration of Independence. Whether you Amen. say that's case law or not, I don't think it's obviously it's not law, but it's the tradition of our nation, and that those are the those are the giants that we are standing on, whose shoulders we are standing on. What are we going to do with it? Amen. Are we going to be passive and let our country die, or are we going to actually do something, and and take the reins and back. actually take the reins back from the left and, and from and, the elitists who don't actually care about us and the the Nikki Haley's of the world. Yeah. <laughs> What is brash on Nikki Haley the whole time? But oh I also have gosh. other statistics. Support Nikki Haley. Let's look at this. Let's look at this. From October 21st to October... Uh, the hiccups don't show up. Come on. Real Jesus, <laughs> pray them away. Pray away <laughs> no though. hiccups. Real, real loyalists of this podcast, no. <laughs> um, border agents... This is in the last two years. Border agents apprehended 6,000 nationals from Afghanistan. 3,500 oh from 3,100 from Egypt, 700 from Iran, 600 from Syria, 12,000 from Uzbekistan, 31,000 from Turkey, 1,600 from Pakistan, 164 from Lebanon, 185 from Jordan, 123 from Iraq, and 
16,000 from Mauritania, which I don't know where that is. I should probably know the geopolitical scale. Like Nikki Haley doesn't know either, and she's running for president, so I think I'm fine. But anyways, these countries are all in the Middle East, and they're coming across the southern border. Did you say 31,000 from Turkey? Because my statistic had like 1,000. I That might have been in... I don't know. This I, is 31,000. All right. Well, do your own research because statistics can always say different things. That is crazy. From the Middle East. Oh, my gosh. So this is what we're dealing with. We're dealing, we're dealing with terrorists now. Yeah. We're dealing with terrorists. Yeah. You thought 9-11 was bad? I... Oh, man. I, and this is the thing. This God is only what, knows what kind of evil they're cooking up. This is what they want. They don't want... They want a nation divided. And what do you... How do you get a nation divided? Poor in people that don't love the nation that you're... Want to be divided. Yeah. And you'll get division real quick. That's what's going to happen. And what we need is... We need the gospel of Jesus Christ in our hearts. Or else we're not going to be able to get through this. Because we're going to hate the people that are coming in. And we can't yeah, do that. No, we need to show we them can't. love and courtesy. Yeah, And showing them love, the best thing we can do is show them the law. Yeah. And assimilate them. Like, that's how you can do this in your own neighborhood. If you if you know of some illegals, go, go to the hotels where all the illegals are being staying. Educate them. Like, well, preach the gospel preach to them. Preach the gospel. Tell them this is what read we the, do. Read them the Constitution. Like, hey, you're if you want to be American, these are the things you have to know. Yeah. Uh, go go through the citizenship test with them. Yeah. Teach them. Uh, establish a, a form of communication. If Hopefully they can speak a little bit English. Uh, try to find a translator. Let's get some Constitution crusades in those hotels. Let's dude. go. Let's do it. Yeah, all those hotels have, like, conference rooms. Let's just let's pack the conference rooms with, like— They're already there anyway. They're already <laughs> there. Yeah, just come downstairs at, at 7 p.m. We'll have, we'll have dinner. We'll have some— <laughs> We'll have some tacos and we'll we'll read the Constitution. You guys together. make us some tacos. I'd rather have those. <laughs> That's true. I, I believe they'd probably be a lot better. Yeah. The, ch- the stupid Taco Bell I, is 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 uh, ruined our palate. We need we need real Mexican food. <laughs> so let's just see. You want to talk about? You said there's something to do with um, un- unaccompanied minors. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we've got. Uh, let me let me look here. Hold on. One moment. Okay. So where exactly we're, we're answering some questions here? Another uh, logistics question: Where exactly on the border is this happening? You hear a lot of generalizations. Uh, I'll give you the top two. So basically, in 2021, there was a 509 percent increase in, uh, in, in, which was the largest place of the largest numerical increase, which was the Rio Grande Valley. So basically, this was it was a 509 percent increase in the amount of apprehensions and illegals coming across the border and where the exact exact the Rio Grande Valley is in Texas okay. so on the uh, I believe it's on the east side of Texas or of the border east side of the border yeah uh, so 549,000 people there and then the the place with the largest proportional increase so percentage increase was in Yuma County which is in Arizona which is the southwestern part of Arizona which borders California um, they, w- there was a a, a one thousand two hundred percent increase in Yuma County. So there was it went from it went from like I don't know in the tens now to one hundred and fourteen thousand illegals. So those are the two most popular places to cross. And the reason actually in Yuma be- is because there is a there is a Air Force training range where patrolling is actually not allowed mm-hmm. in Yuma, Arizona for some reason. So people can they can just walk across and they know they're not going to be. Let me just say, there's something here, because if you think about this, right, if these people, like the left ones, say, oh, these are all just people looking for asylum, they don't really know anything, they just see people going to America, and they go. Yeah. If that was the case, 
How would they know the areas where there's no patrolling? Oh, maybe it's like a an, an organized unit. Maybe, big whoop. It's organized. They're telling them to go certain areas. Yeah. And that's, that's what is happening. Well, the cartels in, in that Daily Caller... Um, no, excuse me. It was in another. It was in another uh, article. But they were talking about how actually the cartels own some taxi cab companies. Like they control them in Mexico, and they'll drive migrants up to the border and back for like five hundred bucks, five to six hundred dollars a person. It's human get, trafficking. It, it is kind of human trafficking. I mean, a lot of these people go to the cartels, and because they know that the only way to get to the border is through the cartels, because they control the area. Um, so they, in a way, it's. It's kind of voluntary, I, well, but it's it's awfully it's inhumane. Yeah, it's, it's, it's completely wrong. I also saw I saw another video too, and these people, it was a uh, a border patrol agent. He was chasing a truck in uh, like down. It was in Arizona. He was chasing a truck in like the desert, and he stopped them. And it was it was two women, or it was a woman, a man, and a child, or whatever. And they stopped him. And he he was asking. He was trying to ask them, "Oh, where'd you come from?" Me, whatever. And they're like, "The cartels. We paid the cartels." And part of it was we sold ourselves as sex slaves to the cartels to be able to come come here. This is what we're dealing with, and this is what we're in, we're enabling the cartels to be able yeah. to do this. A large majority of the women, and who get carried by the cartels or get brought to the border by the cartels are raped or yeah. sexually abused in some way. And that's yeah. what we're we're enabling this. We're allowing this to happen as the and United there, States. Yeah. And, Oh, just an awful thing. I mean, I was talking about the Turning Point docu-series about the border crisis, and there was a they detail, and they actually show it. It's, it's really disgusting. But th- there's something called rape trees all along the border, where as women are being trafficked across the border, they are raped by certain trees, and then their undergarments are hung from the branches. And they're just all along the border of just tr- like these barren trees just filled with the un- with the garments, of and that's them. not an easy thing to think about. No, but we have to stare evil in its face and look at it yeah. and see what what who we're dealing with. This is who this is the enemy, and yeah. this is who we're dealing with, and yeah, just they're victims down there. And we need to what we need to do is, I like to send us his plan, wipe them out. Yeah, they're terrorists. Go across they have the border, to be declared, they're not even declared terrorists. Yeah. The cartels need to be declared foreign terrorist organizations, and they're not right now, which is crazy. They're just they're murdering our people. They're murdering our people. They're raping our women. Yeah. It's just insane. And now let's look at we we know we've kind of gone through it line upon line and we see what we're we're dealing with here. And now let's look at some policy. We've got to get into what these idiots in DC oh, are I, doing. Can I talk about the unaccompanied minors? Sure, yeah, I actually yeah. forgot this. Go this ahead. is really this important. Is one thing. This yeah. is the last thing. Okay, in 2021, there were 144,000 unaccompanied minors that came across the border. In 2021 alone, that's insane. In recent years, it was like over 70,000. There were 451,000 family units that came across the border. People who identified as, you know, there's no way to actually see, like, they're not, they're not doing blood tests in the border to, like, oh, does your DNA match? They don't, they don't care that much. But the people who say they're in a family union, like, a, and then there is over, just over a million single adults that cross the border. And this is only statistics from 2021. So the vast majority of them are single, single, and you look at it too, and you use yeah. the statistics show we don't have it exactly here, but they're men, military aged men. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> and they're getting paid, don't we? We have numbers that they're getting paid to come here, right? 
I don't know. They're getting paid to come here by I've heard that before but. by um, the United Nations or whatever because they're they're refugees, but we don't really know. I mean, and the thing is, like, we want to be a, a nation that's accepting in of people and want to help them out, but these people come from broken nations. Yeah. That we have can't to protect our own nation. Yes. As, as much as like even you can you can like pull on the heartstrings of Christians, you have to realize that the American government's number one duty is to protect the American people. Of every government instituted by God, that's established yeah. justice. Yeah. Protect your own people. Yeah. And that's an indictment on these other countries for not protecting their people and hurting their own people. But that's not our problem. That is not our problem. Right now we <laughs> I'm not an isolationist. But right now, we kind of have to be. We ha- we're not in a position... We're not in a position to help these other countries. Right. Yeah. Same thing with the whole Israel thing. Yeah. We're not in a position to help these people. And Ukraine thing. Yeah, yeah. we can't We can't do it. Yeah. So now let's let's look at what uh, the Biden administration is doing out here. Come on, man. It's not that bad. <laughs> Literally, let's... I don't know if we can, we can show the clip, but... Who's- Osama bin Laden, he died like a dog. Biden, he's absolutely terrible. His policies are the worst. Who's the White House press, press secretary? What's her name? The idiot? Oh, oh the... Uh, JPP oh. or whatever. Oh, man. What's her name? Jean-Pierre oh, whatever. Oh, Jean-Pierre. Andrew Clavin calls her uh, Pierre Jean-Pierre identity hire or whatever. <laughs> There's a clip where she basically says... She literally like basically says, oh, it's not that bad. You know, it ebbs and flows. The migrants ebb and flow. And it, it's there's some bad times and there's some good times. And it's like... Jeez, you're so good at your job. You're so good at lying. It's ridiculous. She's actually not that good at lying. <laughs> She's not that good at lying. She's not, but people believe it. So yeah. I, I posted on Twitter that if you believe these statistics, you don't have the right to vote or you shouldn't. <laughs> um, that was a joke, by the way, for all the the liberals watching our podcast, which there's two of you or three of you out there. I know it. I know it. Convert. Hey. convert. <laughs> Flirt to Flirt convert. Flirt to convert. <laughs> Um, so here's Biden, our lovely commander in chief on January 5th, Long live the king. on January 5th, he clarified his administration's plan at the border. Um, also I just want to say he did not speak this clearly when he was actually giving this speech. Um, he says, my message is this. If you're trying to leave Cuba, Nicaragua, or Haiti, you have, should I say it like Biden? You, do it, do you it. You have, and uh, I can't do it. Do it, do it. I can't. No. And we, or have agreed to, begin a journey to America. Do not. Do not just show up at the border. Stay where you are and apply legally from there. So, big talk, boy. <laughs> big like talk. he's saying, stop, please don't come here. But like, what are you doing? He doesn't really actually care, clearly. Yeah. Um, it's lip service because if he cared, he had the opportunity to actually do something about it. He's not. Yeah. And actually, now this is how easy it is. It to uh, if you're seeking asylum, you can use an app on your cell phone to schedule an appointment at a port of entry and make their asylum claim there without crossing the border unlawfully and have a decision determined by an asylum officer. So there's literally apps now to help to help people. Why not just put that money into finishing the wall? Oh, maybe because they don't want to finish the wall. They want to. They want to stream. So basically, now they're streamlining. They're streamlining illegal immigration. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? It's controlled well, they're saying, chaos. They're saying you can seek asylum and they can deny you from like wherever you are. But oh, you think people yes. are really? Oh, I have the little app. And also, 
Let me just apply online real quick. Yeah, I feel like that's so easy to hack. These people are smart. They're not idiots. Um, and then he talks about Title 42. Um, so he talks about, he goes into talking about fi- Title 42 and he says, he's basically talking against Title 42. People turned away under Title 42 and they are not, and, and here's a little stutter, they're not barred from trying to come back. They've been turned away. They go back. They try again. They try again. Well, you know, they can, and they do try to re-enter the United States again and again, which makes the problem that borders at the border even worse. People come to America for a whole lot of different reasons, to seek new opportunity in what is the strongest economy in the world. Can't blame them wanting to do it. They flee oppression. You know, you know the thing. (laughs) He didn't actually say that. To the, the freest nation in the world. They chase their own American dream in the greatest nation in the world. In my first day in office, some of you may recall who cover this area, and they cover it well, I sent a Congress a comprehensive piece of legislation that will completely overhaul what has been a broken immigration system for a long time. Cracking down on illegal immigration, strengthening, strengthening legal immigration, and protecting dreamers, those with temporary protected status, and farm workers who all are a part of the fabric of our nation. So when I read this, I see... He basically doesn't give a bleep. He basically doesn't give up about it at all. He basically says, oh, they're just trying to come in. He acts like it's all peaceful. He acts like these are just people that are trying to come in and find a better life. We've shown it. We have the receipts. They're not. Yeah. And and this is this is just Again, this is absurd. And he says, he says they've been turned away, they go back and they try again, and Title 42 does nothing. How about every time they come back, send them away ever, again and again? How about just keep doing it? Yeah. Why can't we do that? We can. Yeah, we can. And he's just trying to pull on, this is a lot, this is propaganda, is what this is. This is appealing to the emotions of the people to justify your terrible governing policies. Mm-hmm. And we here at the Sons of Liberty ain't gonna put up with that. No way. We ain't. And it's ridiculous. So basically, he does all these things, says all these things. I sent legislation to try to fix the system. How about this, buddy? You've been doing this for 40 years, and you haven't been able to fix the broken system. Yeah. You were vice president for eight years, and what did you do? Nothing. Except so, just get money from your son. Yeah, get money from your personal accounts. from Ukraine. Yeah, which is now proven. Yeah. Yeah, he's a corrupt man. Joe Biden is corrupt. He's lazy. He doesn't care. Hunter Biden would send uh, a bunch of money to these LLCs that would write checks to Biden's personal accounts. So basically, it's proven they, by congressional oversight. And this yeah. man is this man is evil. He's not a, just a nice guy. He's not just a nice dawdling old man. Who he's, eats ice cream. He's evil. This man is a bad man. He doesn't even recognize one of his grandchildren. And he's and of course, of course, this immigration policy is murdering hundred a uh, hundred thousand people by fentanyl death a year. And having women, our women be raped and our children be sex trafficked. He doesn't because care. Because our commander-in-chief doesn't care. Because doesn't our commander-in-chief is just as freaking despicable. He doesn't have a plan. There's no plan. Yeah. And say, oh, they're nice people. Uh, we don't have a plan. Because we want chaos. They don't want order. They want chaos. That's yeah. what the, This is what it is. The enemy of our souls, Satan, he wants chaos. That's all he brings. God brings order. The enemy brings chaos. And you can see it. By the fruit of it, you'll know them by their fruits. Look at the chaos at the southern border, and you know where their ide- ideology comes from. Yeah, like I said in our previous podcast, mentally ill at worst, demonically possessed, possessed at. Oh, I switched it around. 
You get the point. You get the point. You know, you know the thing. The you thing. know the thing. <laughs> That's a Biden quote to quote him. To All quote right. Shakespeare. So we know Biden doesn't have a plan. We know he's not doing. So now the people at the southern border are left. The people who are actually trying to do their job at the southern border are left willy-nilly, hopeless. They're trying to figure things out. Yep. Um, and I have a... Um, they actually did, finally, on uh, in October, the Biden administration came out with something new. I, I'm backtracking a little bit here because I, I forgot no, about this. And um, they finally basically admitted that we have to do something. So this is Department of Homeland Security. The Biden-Harris administration takes new actions to increase border enforcement and accelerate processing for work authorizations while continuing to call on Congress to act. Continuing to call on Congress to act, even though it's their job to enforce the law already on the books. Anyway, basically their solution, if there is any solution, it's to just let more people in legally. Make it legal. Basically make a crime not a crime. <laughs> That's their solution. So... And that's the title. Nice. Good job, guys. Real progress. So basically just give it mass amnesty. Yeah. Just let legalize everyone. That's an awesome idea. Yeah. Well, I think that's what they I think I think the reason is because they're scared that Biden is going to lose the White House. The Democrats are going to lose the White House in 2024. So they want to, you know, legalize and quote assimilate, which is an actually real assimilation, try to get these people kind of lost into the American citizenry. So then when we have a Republican president who wants to come in and deport a bunch of these illegals, they can't. So now they're going to be deporting American citizens? What? You can't do that? How dare you deport American citizens? That I think that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. And it'll also make it a lot more difficult to find those people if they just become American citizens. Yeah, and you look at this too. They're giving temporary protection for those already in the U.S., Given the extraordinary and temporary conditions that prevent certain Venezuelan nationals currently in the U.S. from returning safely to Venezuela, the Secretary of Homeland Security is extending and redesignating Venezuela for temporary protected status for 18 months for individuals that were residing in the United States on or before July 31st of 2023. So basically, if you're a Venezuelan and you came in before uh, July 31st, doesn't matter if you came in legally, doesn't matter if you obeyed the law, you just get to stay because you know your country sucks that you came from. How is that logical? It's not. It's not. No. So that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make as many protections as they possibly can to keep these people here. And are these people detained at all? Are they are they just like So here, I'll get into that. Okay. This is what I'm getting into. At the border, migrants can only be detained for 72 hours according to US Customs and Border Protection. So you have 72 hours to figure out whether you're going to expel them or let them back into the country. And if you look at the statistics, the Biden administration has failed to remove 99% of illegal immigrants released into the United States. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. That's what we're dealing with. Yeah. And you want to know an even crazier story? The Biden administration attempted to deport. I don't know if they were successful. Attempted to deport a regular uh, European family, homeschooling Catholic family that have been here for generations. Really? Yeah. Mm. Who do they really hate? Where are their priorities? Yeah. Where are their priorities? And in some places like Tucson, Arizona, it's limited to two days where you can detain them. Yeah. And they're, they're flown to Texas for processing after that. When they're detained, they are pictured they got pictures taken on a cell phone of them and they get handed a court order so and then they're released so picture court order oh come to court and then they're released yeah 
This is what's the point of even giving them a court order? And there's they don't a, show up anyways. No, exactly. Look, there's a backlog of over three million court orders oh that they've given gosh. to people. So you can't even possibly go that quickly. Yeah. This is the problem when you try to say, oh, well, the law, we have these legal principles that we have to obey. Um, I don't know who I'm uh, impersonating. I don't know, maybe a gay judge somewhere. <laughs> but because of, because of Title 42 being expired, because of this federal judge, and I wonder, I think it was a woman. Actually, I don't know if it was a woman. It's irrelevant. <laughs> um, well, if it was a woman, it might be relevant. <laughs> um. Because Title 42 has expired, they have to take in the immigrants instead of immediately expelling them. So say, oh, come to court and we'll decide whether we expel you or not. Because they only have 72 hours to decide. You can't. There's no way you can. But if they had a longer time to decide, then they wouldn't need to go to court because then they could decide right there, right? Or they could just decide right there. Oh, we don't want to hold these people because like, oh, we don't want to put them in cages. Or like, we don't want to arrest them because that's like racist or whatever. (laughs) Like, so we'll just let them go and we'll we'll give them a court date in the future. Yeah. I don't know if that was the intention, but that's kind of Or how about you just silly? Uh, they committed a crime. How about say bye? Yeah, or they get punished because they committed a crime. But no, no, no. Here's the thing. No, Sam, you don't understand. You don't, you don't understand, Sam. I don't understand. We don't have eight years of legal education telling us what to do. So we don't, we don't, we can't, we can't comment. <laughs> we don't know. We, we don't can't, know. We don't know the legal precedent. We don't know, um, you know, laws aren't made because of, you know, common sense. You know, we decide them because we, case law for many years, um, have decided that this is law because we are, you know, we have to continue being stupid because of case law. <laughs> that, we, Sam, that's What's on us. What's the issue with case law? Why do, I, why do we hear so much about case law nowadays? Because the way it is, is if a, a Supreme Court makes a decision somewhere, or a, a high up court makes a decision, the courts basically write law. They study them. They they teach these lawyers in college that this is this is the way the laws have been interpreted, and that they're just gonna continue to interpret them this way, and then it becomes a decision by a court somewhere becomes law, and that's not mm-hmm. constitutional. The Supreme Court does not write law. A Supreme Court decision is not law for every other court. It applies only in that specific case. A little bit of a constitutional lesson right there. Yeah. And any judge who makes any decision anywhere only applies in that specific case and this is why this is a huge issue and the executive branch needs to step up and say no the courts don't actually enforce law we enforce the law that are on the books yeah so anyway so and that's nice when we when you have a supreme court justice like we do now that's really good it's nice to have it's nice to have that rule you know that when when the supreme court judges a case that becomes law because it's that means we're going to have some good laws but when we have a bad Supreme Court, which we will again, because it's just the pendulum always swings, it's going to be disastrous. So we have to deal with this now. Mm-hmm. And it's been precedent for 200 years, so I don't, I doubt it could be changed in that amount of time. But who knows? Who knows? Revival. We're, we're entering a cultural revoli- revol- revolution. Revelation, like, I guess. Yeah, it's okay. a revelation of a cultural revolution <laughs> that is like no other. That is akin to the the spirit of 1776. Amen. So we'll see what happens. But you look at this and you say. Under this system, if you're going it by the courts, you can never solve the problem if you're doing it by the courts. It has to be stopped when these people actually get here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My common sense tells me that, yeah. but we don't get or to say that. Or if you're going to give them court dates, send them back to Mexico and be like, hey, come back for your court date. At oh. least that's a little better. Wait, no, no, no. That's too logical. You need to stop. <laughs> you need to stop. Too much. Too, you're making too much sense too for much, them. Oh, my gosh. And like it's, I still wouldn't do that. That's not the best case scenario, but at least they're not free into our own country. Yeah, no, no, no. 
stop. Because then if they were put into a Mexico, put back into Mexico, they would have an incentive to leave and to go to the court day because who wants to be in Mexico? They're trying to get into get into America. But my bad, I'm being no, 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 too logical. Too logical. Stop. <laughs> but you're, and here's the thing. So, so they're they're detaining people, but they're just sending them right back into the country. So basically, might as well not even have a border at this yeah. point. Um, that's what that's what we're dealing with again. I repeat myself. And you look at this. So now we're under Title Eight, and Title Eight we we got into a little bit before. But basically, any non-citizens who cross the border illegally in between the ports of entry and are determined. To not have a legal basis will remain, uh, will be processed for removal. And this is according to a, a spokesperson for El Paso Sector Border Patrol. Under Title Eight authorities, any non-citizens who cross the border illegally are did. Uh, I just repeated myself. Same thing. So, so, um, are they deporting illegals? Was the question that I had on this. And basically, no. They've deported sixty-six thousand under Title Eight. Mm. And again, that's where you get the ninety-nine percent number. Yeah. Since when? What year is? Um, year this is in 2023. Okay. So, or let me let me. So they've deported 66,000 people this year. Since since 2021. Since 2020. Since 2021, wow. it's 99%. January so, of 2021. Of the Biden administration. It's been 99%. Only 66,000 in the entire Biden administration. Only 66,000 people have been deported. No, I think that's per year. Per year. Okay. So, but that's still that's still ninety nine percent. Ninety nine percent have not been deported. Have not been deported. So basically, they're not deporting people. They're not yeah. sending people out. Anyway, yeah. everyone gets to stay. There's the courts are backed up. There's nothing we can do about it. So you would think that maybe they would see these issues and say, you know, we need more border security. Yeah. Maybe. So we don't have to. So we don't have a backlog. Instead of three million court cases, court dates, it's ten million. Yeah. You know, let's stop. Let's stop the bleed, essentially. But yeah. no, they don't. And they well, sort of. They did build. They they actually finally caved, and they're building some border wall because they know they have to look like they're doing something. I heard something. about that. Yeah. What was the story behind that? Well, the story. This was recently. This was in October. Okay. And this was basically. This was the thing I read from before. Biden Harris administration takes new actions to increase border enforcement, and um, they basically they deployed twenty five hundred national guards at the border, um, eight hundred active duty personnel. Um, they don't have the wall here con- conveniently, but they they did. They they're they're building more um, border wall. Border wall. So where is it exactly? Like where is the? Do you know where the border wall is on the? Like, I don't. Because I know I don't. they 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 only it only take like another billion dollars to actually finish the wall. Yeah. Um. And walls work. By the walls way. work. By the way, yeah. So, the Biden administration basically just sucks at their job. We've we've established that yeah. they don't care about the border. They don't care. Kamala didn't even go to the border for forever. Biden didn't go to the border for forever. They don't really care. He's busy eating ice cream and sniffing little kids' legs to do actually do anything about the border. Um, actually, sorry, the kids are sniffing his legs. My bad. I just got a report from my producer that the kids are sniffing his legs. We need to send you to re-education camp. <laughs> um, so basically, the, the border states are left to solve this issue on their own. And when you have that, when you have no, when there's no order, you have chaos. And so what, what's happening is, is, as we know, we've seen the, the stories, everyone's seen the stories of Texas is busing and flying. They're basically, they're literally paying for buses and, and, and flights for migrants to go to sanctuary cities. Just recently, Chicago, they sent them to. Mm-hmm. So Texas is literally shelling out their own money to say, get them out of here. We yeah. don't want them in, a, in, our, 
in yeah. our cities. And I will say, for their states, that's a good political move. Yeah. The people of Texas and Florida and Arizona love it. Yeah. But we're a union of states. And I don't think that it's right to offload your state's problems to another state. I know that they're voluntarily accepting it. I think that it's a good political move. But I think something that would really stick it to these sanctuary cities and to the Biden administration is say, screw you, Biden. Texas, Florida, Arizona, any other states, states that support border security, come together, send your National Guard over here, and we'll just stop the buck here. We'll make our own border. Yeah. What a testimony would that be? Imagine how fired up people would get. Imagine how much people would want to vote for Republicans. Yeah. We say we're the party of action. Yeah. We get things done. Yeah. But no, Abbott's going to sit here and, and make his cute little play the game. Play the, Let's just keep playing yeah. the political game. He's going to sit here and make crime illegal. and Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so get into that. We, 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 we introed the whole podcast with that, but explain yeah. that. There's a new law in Texas, and let me let me pull it up here, and it's basically... Um, Enforcing the law, basically. Enforcing the law. And basically, <laughs> the new law allows... Um, hold on, I thought I had the article up here. The new law basically allows allows police officers in Texas to arrest illegal immigrants. So people who are committing <laughs> crime crimes... Crime is now illegal. You guys get it now? now? be arrested. <laughs> um, the White House in Mexico's president... Oh, we, we definitely care what he thinks. Oh, yeah, definitely, because he's doing such a good job. Yeah, came out strongly against a new Texas law that allowed police to arrest migrants who illegally cross into the U.S. and empower local judges to order them to leave the country. Thank you. This is a good law. That's a good law. It's like, no, duh. Why didn't this happen three and a half years ago? But like, yeah. good job. Good job. Yeah. Allow the police to do it. Allow your local law enforcement to do it. Yeah, this course. is bottom up. This it's, is the way this we want to do this things. This is a good start. It's yeah. a good start. But it's let's good keep start. going. Let's let's pass more laws. Arizona, uh, let's pass the same law. Let's go. Let's go. And then already, civil right, the day that it passed, civil rights groups in Texas' largest border county filed a lawsuit calling the, me- the measure that Republican Governor Greg Abbott signed into law unconstitutional over the U.S. government's authority on immigration. So they're saying, no, you can't do that. You don't have the authority to do it. How about he's stepping up and protecting his state? Yeah, good on him. These idiots. Oh my gosh, you're so stupid. Yeah. It's, like, oh, it's like they're not doing anything. They, so Abbott has to step in. Yeah, and this is a test. This is a test of whether the, f- the federal government, how corrupt we are and how centralized our government is, if they'll allow them to do this or not. You think they will? Like, what, what do you think the federal government would do if a, if, if a coalition of freedom-loving, you know, likely Republican, uh, security, uh, border security savvy states, like, just sent their national guards. And started deporting people. And started deporting people. Yeah. They started building their own wall. Like, they yeah. just brought their own materials and just went around the federal know, government. What do, you think, force, what do, you, what do would, you think the federal government would do? It would force the Biden administration to make a decision. It would say you're either going to come down here and do it for us, and do it for us, or you're going to watch gonna us. Fight your own people. Yeah. It makes them make a decision. Yeah. And that's big. And I think that that's what we need to do. Is that's we need huge. to we need to play them into their own ideology, back them into a corner, into their own ideology. How much are you willing to pay to have these illegal immigrants continue to to soar into the country? Yeah. And I think that would be a good move. And you know, if you guys want to hire me, Texas, for your policy. Um, I'm gladly I'm yeah, here. You'll go, you'll go right. You'll go work for one of the, one of the. Uh, you'll be go, you'll go be a staffer in Texas. Right, write their bill. For I'll them. be a, I'll be a staffer, but I won't have gay sex in your offices. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. We're fine. Oh my gosh. 
Oh my gosh. End quote. Lord help us. (laughs) End quote. (laughs) And uh, so we look at this now. So they're doing, that's a great law. That's a great text. And for what New Mexico is doing, New Mexico borders the borders of the border and i have a, a very uh, a bombshell report texas uh, state attorney general says to those entering new mexico uh just go to texas lol they basically say anyone who goes into new mexico did they just send them to texas and they say either come in or just go to texas because we're not dealing with you they basically don't do anything wait so texas said that or no, new mexico oh, so new, Me- um, repeat new mexico yourself. is a border state yes repeat yourself i don't know and they basically just they don't they're not doing anything they're, so they just send them to texas yeah. but if they send them to texas they're gonna get sent back to mexico now under this new law right they would theoretically the law would enact in march oh okay in march why is it taking so long because Gover- they it gives time the courts to government is so shut slow it down. dude yeah but basically yeah they don't have any they don't really new mexico doesn't really have any anything yeah. um arizona is doing something they they sent their national guard to help yep okay but the thing good. is they're they're sending their national guards but how about they actually do the job allow I mean, them to do yeah. the job we've we've spoke to someone who was in the military and they basically aren't allowed to do their job she she told us yeah you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. and they basically said that they literally watched these people come in yeah because they're told to stand down by the higher ups yep. and they needed to say no this is Use the lower magistrate principle that we have. We have a bottom-up government on purpose. Yep. And this is why, for when people aren't obeying the law, people below them can say, screw you, we're going to enforce the law. Yep. So good on Arizona, good on Texas for making some steps to actually get this thing done. But I'd say it's completely... This is a government failure at its finest every, on every level. Yeah. Bottom-up, it's a failure. It's awful. I, it's so bad. Yeah, it's, it's so bad. It's, it's not good. Not ideal. Um, and then for California, I said libs don't care. Basically, <laughs> they don't because they just just come on in. It's fine. Yeah. So, sorry yeah. for not giving you guys some research, but I think anyone with uh, two eyes and two ears could could uh, conclude that. So I want to say this is big because the border states are doing some things. They're trying, and I respect them for that. They're trying to do things. I don't like the busing migrants, and I, but I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand. I get it. And it is waking people up in, in states like Massachusetts. We'll get into yeah. this in the next episode. In states like, or not states like, well, Chicago is. Cities. Yeah, a city. Yeah. Wow. Um, silly, silly goose. Silly, <laughs> silly goose. goose. I'm in my silly goose era. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> no, um, we're not cutting that. That's hilarious. <laughs> but um, so now the federal government. Praise God that Mike Johnson is in there. Oh, let's go. Let's get into this. This is big. This, this is, is big. This, this is the is, bombshell we were alluding to earlier. This is a moment. This is certainly an American moment. Mike Johnson wrote a letter to the Congress of the United States, and he basically laid it out, laid it out for Biden. He put everything out in the open. He said, he gave the statistics, fentanyl is killing people. Look at all the people that are coming in. Um, look at 8,400 people a day. Um, we didn't pass a bill, but he said the cat- this catastrophe requires your administration's full attention and commitment. Um, particularly since, I love this this little humor here, particularly since Senate Majority Leader Schumer adjourned the Senate yesterday for the year without considering the common sense solutions in our House bill, the Secure the Border Act of 2023. It's a little bit of a jab at Chuck Schumer there. New, I just want to say... New York, what the hell are you doing? 
How is Chuck Schumer? Like, look at this. This guy literally looks like a villain. <laughs> and you vote this guy in every year. You guys are... S- I, I give some grace. We live in Massachusetts. We we elect, we elect pretty, Elizabeth Warren. We elect every Elizabeth, year. Elizabeth Warren every six years. Yeah. And Ed Markey. Oh freaking gosh. These stop. Here, hashtag stop electing old ball sacks. Twenty twenty four. These guys no. look like oh, ball sacks. No. <laughs> Get them out. What are we doing? I don't understand. Like you look at these Nancy Pelosi's of the world and these Feinsteins of the world and you keep voting these people in and they look like they're crippled. It's ridiculous. Side note. Um oh my gosh, guys, we're doing a write-in campaign. <laughs> we're putting this measure on the ballot <laughs> next year. Um the wide this is what and this is uh Mike Johnson's words. The wide open border has caused unspeakable human tragedy tragedy for migrants and certainly for our own citizens. During fiscal year 2023, CBP seized enough fentanyl to kill the entire U.S. population. And fentanyl poison is now fentanyl poison is now the leading cause of death for Americans aged 18 to 45. Oh, my gosh. 18 to 45 leading, leading cause of death is fentanyl. And yet we won't call these cartels uh, terrorist organizations. No, 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 no. But they're the no, no, number no, no, one no, cause no, of too death. Too much logic. Stop. <laughs> um, countless children and adults have been victims of human trafficking, and cartels have been emboldened and enriched. Like I said, we're enabling them. Local communities have de- been devastated, and terrorists and dangerous criminals have entered illegally and dispersed across our country. We are now more vulnerable to a terrorist attack on our homeland than ever. Mikey, Mikey, Mike Johnson. I love this guy. He's good. What a leader. Yeah. Because and part of being a leader is admitting Congress could, they, they, they passed a law, and they could try to do things on their own and usurp power from the executive branch. But he's saying all of this, this is what he says, all of this is the direct result of your administration's policies. You have clearly undermined America's sovereignty and security by ending the Remain in Mexico policy, reinstating catch and release, Suspending asylum cooperative agreements with other nations, ignoring existing restraints on the abuse of parole, and halting border wall construction. You also undermined administration and custom enforcement's core mission, and even used a smartphone app to facilitate the release of border crossers in the United States. <laughs> this, is, this is leadership right here, laying it all out. Yeah. Foreseeing this catastrophe, the House of Reps led in developing reforms to secure America's borders. We passed H.R. 2, but Senate Democrats have refused to act on it. And this is the thing. Government is set up in a certain way that it's slow, like you said. And, and we need to pin this. Because Biden will go and say, Congress isn't doing anything. Yeah, your Congress isn't doing anything. The Republicans have passed bills to try to fix this. And you sit there with your hands behind your back, eating your ice cream and touching little girls and sniffing little girls. And, and you're not doing anything. So shut up. Yeah. We have done things. And this is what Mike Johnson is saying. And he's saying, we've done all these things. We've done all these things. But he says, statutory reforms designed to restore control at our southern border must be enacted. But the crisis at our southern border has deteriorated to such an extent that significant action can wait no longer. It must start now, and it must start with you. Speaking of Joe Biden. I urge you to immediately take executive actions available to you. Already avail- These are already available to Joe Biden. Yeah. Under immigration laws to stem the record tide of illegal immigration, immediate executive actions should include the following. 
I just want to say, how sad is it that the Speaker of the House has to tell you to do your job? <laughs> I just want to say, side note, Speaker of the House is third in command, right? Or yep. third in the, in the order? Yep. I'm just saying, if somehow Joe Biden were to die and Kamala Harris were to die, Mike Johnson would become president. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that reality, but I'm, that's not reality. I'm not calling. No, we're not wishing death on anybody, we Hunter. Aren't. No, we're not, Hunter. I'm just saying, wouldn't it be great? <laughs> no, we're not wishing death on anybody. We are wishing these people to be voted out of office promptly. Mike Johnson, he would be a great president one day. He would. Yeah, I'd be he down. Will. Prophesy it. I, I, I do not manifest. I am not of that denomination. <laughs> no, I'm joking. This is all satirical humor. Um, but also it would be great. Um, okay. Okay. Um, Whatever. I give up. <laughs> um, immediate executive actions should include the following. End catch and release and either turn back or detain all illegal aliens encountered between ports of entry. So stop, stop detaining people and releasing them into the United States. Common sense, maybe? Oh, our legal precedents don't I allow for that. I literally suggested that like 15 minutes ago. And you said, how dare you use logic? Mike Johnson has the easiest job in the world. That's all he has to say. I know. <laughs> like, what the heck? I thought of that on the fly. Like, really? Oh, my gosh. Cease exploitation of parole authority and ensure it is granted solely on a case-by-case basis instead of using parole for entire classes of aliens. So there are this results. This um, is in. It's talking about asylum. Mm-hmm. Like there's some people that need genuinely need to be here on asylum basis that are like escaping horrible situations. Yep. But he's saying do it on a case-by-case basis. Don't say a whole group of baseless basis. <laughs> don't say a whole group of Venezuelans can come in here and stay. Yeah. Don't do that's idiotic. Common sense. But no, our legal precedents don't allow for common sense. Reinstate previous, and I'm going to repeat it over and over again because it's true. Yeah. Reinstate previous and pursue new asylum cooperative agreements and begin to negotiate with Mexico to reinstitute the Remain in Mexico program. Make these people stay in Mexico who belong in Mexico. Yep. And make them wait. Common sense. Again. Expand the use of expedited removal so that more aliens are screened and immediately removed if they cannot d- demonstrate asylum eligibility. Oh, com- it sounds like a lot of common sense to me. Mikey, Mikey, with the common sense. <laughs> and it's not all these crazy laws that we need to pass. Mo- oh, we need more government. No, we already have enough to stop this. Yep. And then this one just really simple just to top it off. Immediately renew construction of the border wall. Immediately. <laughs> it's a very it. quick, succinct. That's what Period. we need from our politicians is stop getting all this. And he's a constitutional law lawyer. Yeah. He could get into all the law gobbledygook. Yeah. But at the end of the day, this sugar is simple. Yeah. And he made it simple for us to digest and be able to communicate to the rest of you American people. Like, And also Biden probably needs it simple too because he can't. <laughs> I don't even know if he can read at this point. <laughs> and he says too, he gets into law a little bit. I urge you to utilize Section 212 of the Immigration and Nationality Act to regain operational control of the border. That provision empowers the president. This is a law on yeah. the books. This is a law that is on the books that Mike Johnson is telling Joe Biden to obey. The provision empowers the president to suspend the entry of all aliens or any class of aliens as immigrants or non-immigrants or impose the entry of aliens any restrictions he may deem to be appropriate. So literally, that gives the president a lot of discretion to, hey, say, stop this. 
If the president finds that the entry of any aliens or any class of aliens in the United States would be detrimental to the interest of the United States. Mm. Sincerely, Mike Johnson. Ends the letter right there. Pretty simple. Pretty, pretty simple. Succinct. Fentanyl is killing 100,000 people. Let's say, hey, stop allowing these people in. Yeah. yeah. That letter, that's crazy. Because now this it puts... It puts it on the Biden administration. Like, you have no excuse. No excuse. No excuse. And the voters... So, pl- so si- simply, plainly, every American can understand that. Yeah. Basically, every American can understand that. Like, I mean, unless you're one of those border jumpers who can't speak English. <laughs> but... Anyway. I digress. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> like, that's so obvious. The it, the it is now on you, Biden. If you can't do it, get out. Yeah. Do your job. Do your job. And to close up here, but us as a Republicans have such an opportunity. I'm sorry to butt in, but like we have such an opportunity to to maximize on this because you know Biden's not going to take it as, as his advice. Yeah. But let's let's listen to what Mikey Mikey said and let's get this done. Let's get this done. Let's do it. Let's have a border state coalition that says states that protect border con- that protect border security and send them out. Create our own little government. I'm serious. This is the way the government was set up to when tyranny reigns. The states of the United States of America say no more, and we're going to step up and we're going to secure our own border by using these common sense things. And even if I love what this is common, this is a complex issue, and they like to make it out to be more complex than it is. But we're staring evil at its face right now. A hundred thousand Americans die a year because the border is not secure. We can't wait any longer. Secure the darn border. All right. We don't need Joe Biden to do it. It would be lovely if he would, but it's common sense. Borders are where good ideas end and bad ideas start. All these governments, all these places these, these people are coming from are terrible nations. They're ran by cartels. They're ran by people who only care about money, who only care about enriching themselves, and only care about their own agenda. And we need to say, we as America... As Americans, we will not capitulate. We don't agree with the World Economic Forum that there are no borders. We don't agree with Karl Marx that there are no borders. Let's take responsibility for our own border and say, America, we are different. Let's do this thing. The solution is simple. No more law gobbledygook. No more crazy case law. No, None of this. Step up. Take responsibility of your own states. And let's do it. I'll friggin' go down there if you want me to. Let's go. I, I don't know how much of a help I'd be, but let's do this thing. There's an invasion at our southern border. Let's fix it. What fixes it is common sense. Mike Johnson laid it out. Amen. Amen. Guys, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the Sons of Liberty podcast. Uh, make sure to follow us on uh, Rumble, Instagram, uh, YouTube, TikTok. Everywhere. We're everywhere, every social media platform out there. And uh, yeah, the Sons of Liberty podcast uh, uh, we're on Twitter, like I said, at Sam Hunter seventeen. If you just look up the Sons of Liberty podcast, it'll come up. Yeah. So, so thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, make sure to leave a comment if you have any suggestions or things we could sh- we we could change, things we could get better at. Common sense. The solution yeah. is common sense. Solution is common sense. If if you made it to the end of the podcast, comment common sense below. All right. Uh, and part two is going to be of this border crisis is going to be coming out next podcast. So stay tuned for that. Make sure to turn your notifications on so you do not miss that. As always, my name is Sam Mealy. My name is Hunter Young. And we are the Sons of Liberty.